We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. But as long as we're looking at the midterm elections, as long as we're looking at the gun issue, let's bring in Andy Kowalczyk. He's a high school student at Clarence High School. Earlier this week, he and a handful of others, about 10 of them, picketed outside Congressman Chris Collins's office as part of a protest against guns, something obviously that's happening uh, nationwide. More students speaking out, especially after the shootings in Florida. Andy, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Tell me a little bit about uh, your thoughts on the movement. We'll get to what you did and uh, what what's happening locally in just a little bit. But I wanted to talk more broadly about the movement. You obviously, if you organized a protest yourself, you think it's good and appropriate and right for these kids to speak out. But do you really think it'll make a difference? Well, I absolutely think it will. Just because, A, by the sheer amount of people that have been speaking out in the high school students, starting with the people in Parkland and just what they've been able to do and how it's translated across the country. I mean, we saw it last Wednesday with all the school walkouts and that was one of the most informal procedures yet to come. They have more planned, especially on March 24th with the March for Our Lives. And I think at the very least, uh, if change does not come, that means someone won't be listening. Talk to me about what it's like in the schools. Uh, have Has this issue mobilized more kids than perhaps any other? I would certainly say so just because it, hits so close to home while you're sitting in those classrooms while you're just sitting there you you're thinking about it it's on your mind and you know that at any any school across the country it's possible that you can be next and i think that sat in the minds of a lot of students this week and i think it's still going to stay there for a pretty long period of time unless something changes does clarence have a school resource officer or any sort of armed presence at the door uh, Clarence School District has a resource officer, so we have a resource officer that splits time between the high school, the middle school, and the four elementary schools. So we do uh, in name, but he's there, I'd say, about half of the time or less. The uh, New York State Sheriff's Association came out with a proposal this week while President Trump was saying arm some teachers. Uh, he basically said it would cost about the same as one more teacher per building to make sure that there is a school resource officer at every building in the state. What do you think of that idea? Well, I think it's absolutely a great place to start because I think it makes students feel a little bit more secure, especially with having not necessarily a teacher handling the guns, but someone who's done it their whole lives, who is voluntarily signed up to do it. I think that would be one of the better options in terms of arming the schools and, quote, hardening the schools. Does it make any sense to have uh, metal detectors or a single entry point in each school, do you think? I think it makes sense, but I think expecting that to happen nationwide would be a little bit out of the question just because due to the funds they will require. And I think a lot of uh, school districts are already struggling to break even. So I don't know how exactly it would translate in that fashion. 
And and you also spoke of uh, the idea of teachers being armed. I sensed from the way you answered that question that you're not a, a fan of that idea being proposed by President Trump. Uh, yeah, I disagree with it. And the first thing I would point to is what happened in Parkland with the officer that was actually there at the school who chose not to go in. And he is a voluntary officer who cho- chose his line of work, his profession, knowing what it entailed. And then asking teachers whose main focus shouldn't even to be that, I think I don't believe there will be much help in preventing these shootings. Stupid question here, but it helps me tell the story. Have You've flown on an airplane before, haven't you? Yeah, actually, my mom's a flight attendant. So okay. Actually, uh, then you might have even more of the expertise I'm looking for here. Flight marshals obviously have guns. They're concealed. And some people have said what President Trump wants in the schools with teachers is similar to the flight marshal program. You don't know who's got the gun. He or she is a guy that is certainly trained more than just a teacher, not just someone who's picking up a gun and using it. Um, that's modeled kind of after a program in Texas where in the more rural districts where it would take a long time for an officer to get there, a teacher could then pull out this gun, uh, which they've either got on their person or in a lockbox, and suddenly reveal themselves as an armed teacher, kind of the way a, an air marshal would. Tell me what doesn't work for you in that scenario. Well, I, I think it was kind of funny because we, me and my mom were actually discussing this last night. But one of the things is air marshals typically uh, are present on more of the common routes or what the airlines would designate to be the more at-risk routes, like to Los Angeles or international flights compared to, say, a flight from Buffalo to Philadelphia. Right. And I just think I don't have, I'm not in opposition to the idea. I'm honestly not too well informed on how an air marshal would tra- translate into a school. But I would just worry about the equality in schools being able to get it. And while if there was one at Clarence, I wouldn't say I would feel uncomfortable. And I think it would help. I'm just not sure if it would make that lasting impact that could wholly stop a school shooting. 803-0930 is the number. Andy Kowalczyk is with us. He's a, you're a senior, uh, a junior? Yes, I'm a senior at Clarence High School. A senior at Clarence High School. He earlier this week organized a, a, a protest march of sorts, a, a bunch of kids basically standing opposite uh, Chris Collins's office. We'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, Andy, tell me what you were advocating for in that protest and uh, what you'd want to see nationwide. Well, our main concern, which why we why we were outside of Chris Collins' office would be that he attempted to pass legislation in July last year called the SEGA Act, which would make AR-15, which is the weapon used in the Parkland, Las Vegas, Texas shootings, easier to get in New York State. Well, I, and I understand it's legal right now, but he wants to make it easier and wider to get, and that was one of the main focuses of that bill. Yeah, he was looking at repealing the New York State Safe Act, basically. Yeah, essentially that. And I, many of us disagree with that because we believe it's being pretty effective, and we understand that so people disagree with what it does, but we think in terms of safety it's really helping out. And it kind of it does help with the state of mind at schools, too, I believe, because New York hasn't had a school shooting. Uh, well, they didn't have one really the five years before the SAFE Act either, but after the SAFE Act there hasn't been a school shooting in New York either. One of the critiques of the SAFE Act is uh, that even up here, in a state that had the SAFE Act, uh, accused shooter Nicholas Cruz could have basically bought an automatic weapon. 
Uh, he wasn't flagged enough for mental illness to preclude him there. Uh, he's of an age where he could in New York State. The only difference, obviously, is the magazine capacity. He would have had to reload a little more, maybe wouldn't have been able to allegedly shoot as many people as, uh, as quickly as he did. But the SAFE Act wouldn't have necessarily stopped him from getting a gun. Uh, respond to that if you can. Well, I actually uh, listened to the show last week, and I heard the expert that you had on saying that it would have taken far longer for him to reload. Exactly. Easier to take him down. So I think while it's not the perfect situation, it certainly would have saved lives in that scenario. So, and I think it will be extremely difficult for an, the entire country to buy into uh, a complete ban on either the AR-15 or uh, semi-automatic weapons. So I think it's a good step in at least being able to uh, negate some of the damage that can be done. One of the other things, if you listened last week, you, you heard me say, uh, I asked him about the midterms, about the political clout that is rising against Congress people. And at that point, uh, Robert Spitzer, a professor at Cortland who's written the Encyclopedia on Gun Rights, he basically said, yeah, there, there could be a movement here. If it becomes a campaign issue in November, that's certainly going to have an impact. But he also said that's nine months away. How does a group like yours sustain the momentum or even the kids down in Parkland? What happens next? Well, I believe how they've already set up uh, the timeline events to come is an indicator of how this issue may be here to stay. So the March for Our Lives, which is taking place in Washington, D.C., and many other cities, and I know as what I recently read was that they expect 500,000 people to attend in, on March 24th. They have the events spread out, so even if the news dies down a little bit, uh, it will sure to be picked back up and... It will remain on people's attention, especially if no changes are made. So you see this having a long-term impact? Uh, I believe so, especially just because students are leading the charge, not necessarily. We don't have many other interests as of right now to worry about. We, this is one of our number one concerns. So I, I would imagine we would keep pushing that until we see actual change. 803-0930 is the number. Andy Kowalczyk is with us. Uh, he's here for about another 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, I do have to correct myself. Actually, someone on our text line uh, uh, made mention. Uh, I, I said the word automatic earlier. I should have said semi-automatic. That is a crucial difference. But let's uh, get some phone calls in here. If you'd like to chat with Andy, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Uh, I, I do have to caution up front. I know there's a lot of people that doubt whether or not the, the kids in Parkland are legitimate and I'm not sure that's a question that we'd be able to address here. Andy was certainly standing outside Congressman Collins' office earlier this week. We can get into a little bit of his motives if you'd like, but I'm not going to stand for people that start to personally attack him. So I mention that as we go to the phones. Bob in Buffalo, you kick it off for us. Good morning. Hi. Uh, good morning. Uh, I know more kids that killed themselves in automobiles, including right around places where I've lived uh, where they're driving inappropriately. Should we raise the age of uh, driver's licenses to say 25 or the First Amendment. Should we ban free speech because of all of the copycat crimes that are going on? The same thing with knives. More people die with knives than they do in, with uh, long guns. And I did have a conversation with, uh, with a sheriff's uh, uh, deputy uh, this Friday, and uh, the goal is to ban all semi-automatics, including Ruger 22s, 
And what about the shortfall of the FBI or the police? Or All right. There's a lot there. We'll try to get to it before we take our break here. Quickly, Andy, what about the argument that a lot of people have made is uh, Tim McVeigh in the Murrah office building in Oklahoma killed a lot of people and didn't necessarily use guns. Um, there were uh, there are stabbings. There are car crashes. Um, why take – if most guns – are used safely and legitimately by people not to kill other people, then why take away all the good guns, so to speak? Well, I believe, A, that we wouldn't be taking away all the good guns in such a scenario. We're just looking to limit uh, how they're used. And especially with universal background checks and banning bump stocks, that's one of the big proponents. That does nothing to limit uh, responsible gun owners' rights. And secondly... Uh, towards the point that other materials can be used for mass killings. I understand that point, and it does happen, but we find the common de- denominator in most mass mass killings happens to be a gun, and we can choose to look towards other things. And But in reality... i, I got to challenge you on that. Don't you think a common denominator is also some, some mental illness? It, uh, maybe not diagnosed certified mental illness, but a a nice, sane, normal person isn't going to start shooting up a schoolyard, are they? Oh, absolutely not. And I, I don't believe I ever attempted to say that. I believe it's both. It, it can be both gun control and mental health. And we're choosing to focus on gun control because we know inevitably many legislators will look for that out and say it's mental health. All right. So we understand that uh, mental health, I believe, is a big issue and it needs to be taken care of, but it's a multiple the issue has multiple facets to it. 8030930 is our number. Andy, stay with us. Andy Kowalczyk is here. He's a senior at Clarence High School. He organized a small march outside Chris Collins' office this week. And as uh, kids down in Florida and nationwide are speaking out about gun control, he's someone that has kind of joined the movement. I thought it would be interesting to get his perspectives as someone who is suddenly engaged and inspired by the issue. Much more to come. We've got a lot of calls on hold. We'll get to them as the program unfolds. Stay with us. More on News Radio 930 WBEN. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. This is Dave Debo. We are talking about all those student protests, youth activism involving guns, obviously springing out of the uh, situation in Florida, the mass shooting there. But it did happen with some uh, activism locally, too. Chris Collins is off as the scene of a protest earlier this week by about uh, 10 Clarence High School students. The organizer was Andy Kowalczyk. He's with us now. We're talking about uh, not just student activism, obviously, but the gun issue as well. 803-0930 is the number. He's with us even after the news break, but between now and then there's enough time to squeeze in at least one call. Uh, and it's yours. Tony and Clarence, go ahead. You're on the air. Andy, keep on fighting. Don't, don't take all the criticism to heart. First of all, what you're up against is the president who received $33 million in, in the financial assistance from the gun lobby, period. You've got a guy that went to CPAC and spouted all of the things that CPAC wants them to he- wanted to hear. He's never going to assign into legislation any of the things he talked about. First of all, the, the problem we have in the whole country is we have 330 million guns uh, weapons out there. And this is too many weapons. I, I, I'll give Andy a chance to respond, but Tony, I've got to ask you, uh, does the NRA do anything illegal? 
Why is there not a group on the other side which is thoroughly allowed to gather money and lobby government? Uh, you, you say, oh my gosh, they're horrible, but they're not doing anything that a counterbalancing group isn't allowed to do. It's just that that counterbalancing group doesn't exist, no? Those are your words, not mine. Is there a counterbalance out there? Say there I didn't say anything about them being horrible. I said he took all this money. And they were the first... But the implication, obviously, is a negative one, that it's a bad thing for him to take this money. I, I don't think I'm stretching your point too much there. Well, the fair, fair argument is, what do you think this president started to talk about? I'm going to put in effect bump stocks, get rid of them. Guess what? He can't get rid of them with an executive order. It has to be Congress today. What is Congress? All Republicans uh, controlled. I, I, I see what you're saying. So let, let me ask you this, Andy. We only have about 30 seconds, and we'll we'll pick it up on the other side of the news break. If the deck is stacked because it's a Republican Congress, if the deck is stacked because the NRA is so active in lobbying, how can a kid from Clarence like Andy Kowalczyk matter? Well, I believe right now, as we currently speaking, I may not matter very much uh, currently, uh, based on the response that we got from Chris Collins' office, I would assume we're we're not that important right now. But I think as being it a midterm year, being it in 2018 with Chris Collins' seat up for election, I think if the conversation persists, is they'll certainly begin listening more and more, especially as seniors have the high school seniors have the ability to vote. All right, got to, got, to, got to cut you off there. We'll pick it up on the other side of the news break. Andy Kowalczyk is with us for about another 15 minutes. He's a high school senior at Clarence, active in the anti-gun protests, especially outside Congressman Chris Collins' office earlier this week. We're late for the news. Alan, take as long as you want. It's News Radio 930 WBEN. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Good morning. This is Dave Debo. Andy Kowalczyk is with us. He's a Clarence High School senior. One of about, and Andy helped me here, about 10, maybe 8 people who stood outside Congressman Chris Collins' office this week protesting the issue of guns. Did you have a good turnout? Uh, actually, yes. We actually had closer to 70 or 80 people show up. Oh, really? I was working off a news article I saw that said it was a handful. Uh, no, it was far closer. I believe the correct uh, estimate will be around 70. All right. And before the break, you said because this is an election year with the midterms coming up and specifically with Congressman Chris Collins trying to uh, support a repeal of the New York Safe Act, you think that you could maybe this year more than another make a difference. Reiterate what you had said before the break. Well, I believe especially with the way the events are spaced out and if the conversation about gun control continues, we can certainly make waves uh, towards politicians who are unwilling or have different viewpoints than us and possibly the general public we'll see but people who aren't willing to make uh new york safer make or not safer but keep it safe all right i i gotta ask you though and, and this is a devil's advocate question so forgive me for for the way i phrase it if the youth vote had any true real clout couldn't we argue, after all the mass rallies on all the campuses, if the youth vote had any clout, wouldn't Bernie Sanders be our president now? Uh, well, I certainly disagree with that, just because I don't believe that uh, Bernie Sanders uh, appealed only to large youth crowds. And I think, also, I don't think 
Bernie Sanders was nearly as important as what's going on right in front of us. Or it's clear this is a moral thing to do, and I think a lot of high school students realize that we have a moral responsibility. We want to be safe. We want others to be safe. So I think it's much larger than Bernie Sanders, just in the fact that it's not it's not politicized either. It's an actual issue. All right, let's uh, roll off some calls here. 803-0930 is the number. Mike in Lockport. Hi, you're up. Go ahead. Are you there, Mike? All right, uh, let's move on. We tried John in Rochester. Hello, you're on. Hi. Hey, Dave. Hey, Andy. Andy, you bring up some good points. Uh, but the point I'd like to have you address is this. The entertainment industry has promoted and made countless uh, violent movies. One, one quick example. Samuel L. Jackson was in a movie that I saw recently, part of it. I couldn't watch it, the rest of it. He, he went into a uh, church with a semi-automatic weapon and slaughtered like 90 people in a church. This was this character in this movie. And you, if you watch, and I'm sure you do, countless movies after movies after movies that make and uh, desensitize, uh, especially mentally ill people, people that are on the fringe, to commit violence. All right, John. I, I think it's we, we get the point. I got. Him, I, I just I'm, I'm watching the clock here. Andy, is the problem bigger than kids with guns? Is the problem the media and movies and Samuel L. Jackson to the degree that John and Rochester spoke of? Well, yes. I, we have to understand that the entertainment industry has this section that that is largely based on violence, and it is concerning that nearly all movies portray guns in a heroic fashion, using a gun as a heroic fashion. But I believe the impact that's had had a larger, has a larger impact on the general public and how we react to these mass shootings rather than the shooter's motivations. And if you have a person who has uh, poor mental health, I think it becomes the responsibility of the parents and those watching over them to make sure if this person is easily impressionable to keep this material out of their hands. All right. Now, what, what, as long as we're talking about mental health, what about all the uh, quote-unquote red flags involving Nicholas Cruz in Florida? Uh, somewhere along the way, someone perhaps should have been able to say, this, this kid is, is too disturbed. Uh, we need to keep a better eye on him, no? Yes, absolutely. And I understand, I think it would be reasonable to say that a lot of human error occurred in this situation. But it's my personal opinion that the best way to safeguard against human errors possibly, especially when it comes to guns, is enacting some sort of change in the legislation. What change, again, are you advocating for? Uh, well, I think some of the most important things are universal background checks in every federal, and federally, in, in every single state, uh, banning bump stocks. It's mostly common sense laws that we're advocating for. It's something that no one should disagree with. And are you, are you willing to um, walk out of school later next month uh, to protest this? Absolutely, and I, I would imagine that many of my student, my fellow classmates will as well. I think it's something that's on the forefront of our minds right now, and we're not willing to forget about it. This one just came in on our text line. Uh, people not only call in, but they send us texts with questions. Ask him if he put a sign in front of his house that said, No firearms here. Does he think an armed robber would attack him or his neighbor first? Uh, the argument obviously being when you, you take guns away from the, the decent and law-abiding folks, the only ones that would then have them would be uh, criminals who want to do harm. Well, I would just disagree to that point by in terms of the sign and saying the gun-free zone. I don't think that 
necessarily it becomes more of a target when you say a gun-free zone versus if there's no sign at all. I think students are going to attack mm -hmm. the school not because because they have harbored feelings towards it or something along those lines, and also just I believe that while it's not a perfect situation, striving for that ideal of a gun-free zone is something that we, like, it should be looked at. All right, let's squeeze in one more quick call here. Frank in Niagara Falls, go ahead, you're on the air. Yeah, hearing from students like Andy and everybody from Stoneman Douglas High School gives me hope for the future. You matter, every voice matters. Read some Howard Zinn. But I know how to stop these school shootings. You get every law enforcement officer involved with the miserable failure and waste of tax dollars known as the war on drugs, Instead of the never-ending game of cowboys versus drug addicts trying to burn, we can put cops to better use protecting our children in schools working to learn. You know, it's a serious misallocation of wealth and resources. That, in fact, is one of the uh, issues that was raised by the State Sheriff's Association this week. They want the state government to fund a school resource officer, basically an armed police officer, in every school building in the state. Something you spoke of a little bit earlier, Andy, you wouldn't mind seeing that? No, absolutely not. I think it's a measure that can be taken to make students feel safer. But I think also it would be a little irresponsible to believe that's the only thing we can do in this situation. You look at Stoneman, Douglas Park, and they had a resource officer there. Right. So by saying that's the only, that's, I mean, it's definitely a key thing that you can do, but stopping there shouldn't be what happens. All right, uh, perfect point then to just uh, move on here. We are out of time, but you said stopping there is not the only thing. So, so, so as we go here, wrap it up for me. What happens next? What do you see involving this issue, not only uh, nationwide and, and overall, but obviously from the, the student perspective and some of the fresh activism that's been launched there? Well, like I said earlier, I don't think it's going out of our minds anytime soon. So I think you're going to keep hearing students who have a voice, keep hearing people who want something to change, and if inaction continues, we're going to be sure to let them know about it, and we're going to be sure to voice our displeasure. So I'm pretty sure you'll be hearing more from students and people across the country as time goes on, no matter what happens. All right. Interesting stuff. Glad you were able to uh, share some time with us this morning. That's Andy Kowalczyk. He's a senior in Clarence High School. And he was one of those organizing an effort to have about 70 people picketing across the street from Chris Collins' office earlier this week, part of that student activism, obviously, that's bubbled up in light of the Florida school shootings. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.